everyone. Welcome to episode number 45 of the Runners of Hue podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Ode. This week's episode features my three training partners and Houston Harriers teammates, Amelia Benton, Veronica Goble, and Jessica Mayon. With just 10 days left to go before the 50th anniversary of the Houston Marathon, we sat down to talk about what our training has looked like through this training cycle, what our plans are for race weekend, from everything to whether or not we're going to stay downtown to what our actual race plan looks like, and everything in between. I hope you all enjoy this episode. This is slightly different than what we normally do. I have my training buddies here with me tonight. Um, everybody, please introduce yourself. Tell me who you are, where you live in the Houston area, and which race you're running on Marathon Weekend. I'm Amelia Benton. I live in the Museum District area, and I'm running the full marathon. I am Jessica Mayon, and I live in Wright's Military, and I'm running the half marathon. I'm Veronica Goble. I live in Tomball, Texas, and I'll be running the pool. All right, ladies. So I've met you all. Well, I've known Amelia for a while. I met Jessica and Veronica when May-ish. Um, we are all Houston Harriers. And unbeknownst to me, when I joined the Harriers, was I going to sign up to run the full marathon this year? But I did. Oh, by the way, I'm Vicki Odie, and I am in the River Oaks area, and I am running the full marathon, theoretically. Um, so tell me, let's start with Jess. Um, what? I have no idea what I ask. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to be fun. I'm not even going to edit that out. So when you, when did you first decide that you were going to run Houston in general this year? Um, I decided for Houston in, for 2021 and races canceled. So Super Bowl over 2021. And so you ran Chicago yeah. and from Chicago, you transitioned into training for the full marathon. Yes. And how, what happened? How did that go? Uh, it went pretty good to start. And then uh, I think I burned out around the beginning of December and decided pretty quickly to go down to the half and attempt a marathon later in 2021. Two marathons is a lot in one year. I feel like that would have been hard. I mean, people do it, but you know your body. Yeah, and I trained uh, for a PR in Chicago, and then that didn't happen. So I started back training for a PR in Houston. I think it was just too much. Too much, too soon. Well, we ran that one. I ran a 10-miler with you and Noreen. Um, pretty soon after Chicago, both Amelia and Veronica were not there that weekend. But, I mean, we ran 10 miles at nine-minute pace, and I was like, what are you guys doing to me? And you were, like, <laughs> out for a jog. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was, I was still in pretty good shape for a while. Um, I think it's just training stress in general and then life stress. And then add the pandemic on top of that. It's just a recipe for a little bit of burnout. So, so looking at race weekend now, what is your goal? Um, I'll probably try to run a sub two just so I can hurry back and watch you guys finish. <laughs> um, <laughs> so my plan is to run a sub two and then try to 
jog back a little bit downtown to see you guys finish. So that'll be fun yeah, to yeah. spectate the end. Yeah. I've always wanted to to be a spectator at the end of the marathon. Yeah, I kind of always wanted that too. And then y'all all have big goals that I think y'all are gonna achieve them. So just to like be able to watch you like finish the race and like hit your goal will be like huge for me. So uh, yeah, we'll be excited to see you. <laughs> so Amelia. Your training for the tell, walk us through what your training has looked like for the marathon this year. Um, my training has been almost too good to be true. I think I, I was actually training to try to qualify for Boston at the 2020 marathon, and then I got injured about a month out and did not get to run the 2020 marathon. And then, of course, COVID happened and no races. And I feel like that was kind of a blessing in disguise for me because it allowed me to bounce back slowly and not pile on too much too soon. So I feel like this last year has helped me to finally come back in a healthy manner and get back to the same level of fitness that I was at two years ago. And I've been working with a new coach this this time around. Uh, many of your listeners, or a few of your listeners, might know her, Nell Rojas. She's a professional runner, and she was actually the top finisher at the Boston Marathon this year. And in a nutshell, the training's been going really well. I mean, I've. I love you. I feel like that's an understatement. So you went to watch your sister run CIM, and while you were out there, you did, was it an 18-mile or 20-mile workout? It was 20 miles total with four, three times four miles at Marathon Gold Pace. Which you hit like a metronome. Yeah, it went it went way better than expected. And a lot of people asked me, like, you were feeling so good. Why didn't you just finish out the whole thing? But at that point, at that point, I had only done one really long run before that, just one 18-miler. So I'm pretty sure that if I had gone further than the 20 miles that day, that's probably where it would have fallen apart. So the first half of CIM is actually the really hard part. Yeah. I ran that race in 2019. So that's the first half is like the hilly part. So she did that on the hard part of CIM. So I wanted to cry at the halfway point of CIM when I did it because the rollers, when you live in Houston, you're not used yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. And it's not that they're steep. It's just that they're constant. So you're constantly going up and down. And it was hard. And I thought yeah. CIM, the first half was tricky. Yeah, yeah. And I think the fact that I was doing it as a workout is why it went really well for me because I had like those two mile recoveries in between. I don't think yeah. my quads were as trash as they otherwise might have been. You have a smart coach. <laughs> and you just had your last workout of the cycle today. Last workout of 2021 today. Oh, <laughs> I, oh that's I, right. You. Yeah. Uh, we just talked about this. So, so I do have two more workouts before the marathon. Oh, you have two. Or three, okay. actually, including this weekend. Oh, I wish my legs would let me do three more workouts. So, well, so you have one inside your long run this weekend, mm-hmm. which is 14 miles, then with the last eight at... Gold pace. Yes. What else? Do you know what your other two workouts look like? Next week, I have a 5K time trial, which okay. I'm kind of scared of. Like, I got, I'm kind of expecting to have to finish, like, around what my 5K PR is, which I ran that PR, like, three and a half years ago. <laughs> so, should be fun. I mean, at least next week should be good weather for it. If I had to do that today, it probably wouldn't work out. <laughs> Will you run that on a track or on the roads? Probably on the roads. Probably on the Braze Bayou Trail. Gotcha. In my and- racing shoes. <laughs> And what does your last workout look like? Um, I think it's like three times 1,200. Okay. So a lot of more speed work. Not You're not doing any more like. Marathon pace? Well, not marathon pace. Long just like. Yeah. Right. It's not long distance. I mean, I'm not assuming 18 miles, but there's you're not going to do like. No. 10 or 14 miles worth of work. It's no. it's shorter, speedy, yep. speedier stuff. Okay. 
This is my, I, mm-hmm. I'm still getting used to the marathon cycle. Like I don't, I don't get it yet. And, and quite frankly, I probably will not be doing my marathon training for the last two weeks. Um, Tell us why <sighs> we need to know. <laughs> so I think it was right before I joined the Harriers, I was having planner issues and I kind of ignored it. And I worked on it a little bit. And actually, when I talked to Kermit, he talked a lot about what his planner issues were like and how he worked through it. And I, I did a little bit of what he talked about, but mostly I, <laughs> I ignored it. And it, and I also, I wasn't training as hard right in the beginning, and it just went away. And it stayed away for a long time until I did my first twenty miler. And so Amelia and I ran twenty miles together the week before Christmas. And the run itself was fine. I actually felt great through, I don't know, 12, 15-ish. And then she slowly started pulling away from me in the last five miles. And I was just like, bye. <laughs> I would catch up to her at stoplights. Um, but then the last three miles, I was just behind her and it was fine. And then actually, oh, to keep you going. that <laughs> she was. And you, you know, you, you did a great job. And... Normally when I would finish a run like that, not that I would like sit down and stretch a lot, but I would stretch some, like we always just like hang out at the park or whatever, but we had run from Amelia's house. Um, well, when we were trying to finish out the 20 miles, something happened and I think our route ended up at like 18 and a half. So we were just like running around Memorial Hermann ish, whatever, somewhere. Yeah, trail. And Amelia was away from me and I could hear this clicking in my back pocket. I'm like, what the fuck is that noise? (laughs) My cell phone was trying to call people and it had hit the buttons so many times that it disabled itself. And I mean, this was not like disabled for 127 minutes. This was like, you can never open your phone again. (laughs) And so I knew this and I still had a mile and a half to go. So I'm like, trying not to touch like now I'm running with my phone in my hand which I just don't do and I would try not to touch it and then after like five minutes I would look at it or like like move it so that the light would turn on hoping that it would say like your phone will unlock in 1000 minutes and that just didn't happen and so we get down the run and I'm immediately like I it's a Sunday I think I'm like, I got to go to Apple or something. I, I don't know what's happening. I need to figure this out. I got to go. Like, didn't stop to chat, didn't stretch, did nothing. I got in my car and left. And I couldn't do anything on the way home. It's a good thing I knew where I was going because my GPS didn't work. <laughs> um, so I get home and I realized my phone had said, like, disabled connect to iTunes. And I was like, well, why can I still listen to iTunes? And I got home like, oh, if I connect to my iTunes, I can make my phone work again, which is true. But you have to fully restore your phone to the factory settings. So if anybody tried to call me or text message me that day, my bad, like I didn't get anything because my phone hadn't backed up since 2 a.m. and it was now noon and I had, it took me like two hours to figure that out and get it to happen. Fully restore my phone. So like from the time I stopped running until two hours later, did I not do one single stretch? Did nice, didn't foam roll, didn't anything. Finally got my phone to start restoring and then I jumped in the bath. 
Um, and I think by the time I got out, my foot was just trash. And the next, I don't really remember that day. I don't remember what it was like the rest of that day, but I remember that whole week after the 20 miler, like every time I stood up my, my arch hurt or like right on the, the edge of my heel at my arch. And I was trying to foam roll. I hate foam rolling. I took so many baths. I mean, I love a good bath, but I took baths like every single day. And while I sit in there, like I massage my foot, massage my calf, try and loosen it up. And, um, and it wasn't working, but my dumb ass continued to run. And I think I, I probably skipped my, I don't know if I skipped my track workout. I think I did it on the roads that week. I think I still did my speed work, which is even worse. Um, and we got to Christmas. Oh, Christmas Eve, I was supposed to run. And I I had dinner plans and, and he showed up super early. So I didn't do anything. I'm like, all right, well, day off. That's fine. And so Christmas Day, it's time to run. And I felt decent. I decided to run in my next percents instead of my normal Pumas because I wanted the plate for the cushion and the stability or whatever. And then it was hot. Christmas was gross. Welcome to Texas. Um, and I was joking 12 miles in. I'm like, what if I run 14 and do eight tomorrow? And Amelia was like, haha, that's not how this works. <laughs> And a mile later, we were at a stoplight. I'm like, look, I know I was joking about doing that. But uh, yeah, like I'm limping to compensate for the pain in my arch right now. She's like, oh, yeah, you should stop. And so I did. And yeah, I detoured. We had started from my house. And, and when I made that decision, I was actually relatively close to my house. And I think I was roughly two miles away, maybe. There was a, and so, so I was like, sweet, I'll hit 16. I walked at least a half a mile. So I stopped my watch at 15.5 and then waiting for Amelia and Laura to get back. Um, <laughs> I ended up, I didn't take my socks off because walking around my house on my hardwood floors with my socks on, I could drag my foot like I wouldn't, I could, <laughs> I don't even know how to explain this, but it made it easier to walk because I wouldn't have to pick up my left foot completely off the floor because when I put it back down, that's when it hurts the most. And so, I mean, I don't even know what that looked like. But so by the time I went out to meet Amelia and Laura, I had my sandals on with one sock because I needed to be able to slide my right <laughs> foot across the floor so that I wouldn't put pressure on my left foot. Um, so yeah, I was a hot mess, but in that time I had iced my foot. I took, oh, Christmas was a Saturday. I took Sunday off. I took Monday off and I woke up Tuesday and I was like, it's better. I feel better. Uh, it twinged when I got out of bed because it always does. Like if my leg doesn't buckle when I got out of bed, like it's not a normal day for me. <laughs> and so um, but that was the only time it hurt all day. And so I was walking around. I felt great. I'm like, all right, sweet. Like I'll skip my track workout and I'll just do the easy recovery miles. And for the most part, that felt decent. 
But I go through River Oaks and there were some sidewalks and some like slanted streets. And that was where it twinged. And I was like, okay, but it's okay. And of course I'm me. So I took a bath when I came home. Um, and then Wednesday I was like, well, I have plans Thursday. Let me try and do Thursday's tempo on Wednesday. I always do Thursday's tempo on Wednesday. And Oh, I have these compression socks. I used to run in compression socks. They're supposed to help. Like, let me wear these. Well, number one, it was 80 degrees. I don't know why I thought wearing compression socks was a good idea. I was so goddamn hot. But I do think they help my foot. And so I was running, and it was supposed to be eight miles total, five, mile, five miles at marathon pace. So I was going to go two up, run the five miles, and then one cool down. And... I ended up treating it a little bit more like five times one mile repeats. I would, there are minuscule breaks, like less than a minute, probably like 30 to 60 seconds in between each mile, just to stretch out my legs. Um, and still, I was still going fast. I'm, I'm never able to pace. So I should have been running like 830, 835. And they were probably more like somewhere between 817 and 822. But I did them all. Um and then I jogged, walked the last mile home. And then I woke up this morning and I could barely stand. So that was fun. But after yesterday's run, I made the decision to overnight myself some Nike Vaporflies because I wanted the carbon plate because I feel like that helps. And so... Like I tried to loosen my foot up all day. I just sat with my foam roller under my desk, rolling my foot. And, um, somewhere around like one forty-five, cause I got done work at two o'clock. I put my shoes on, like I got dressed and I put my shoes on and I was walking around. I'm like, Oh my God, it's better. This is amazing. <laughs> and then I went to go rest. So I like did what I needed to do and got, you know, actually put running clothes on and whatever. And, walked out front and went to go run and literally was 10 steps in and like, no, it's not. And so I stopped and I'm like, all right, I was supposed to run eight miles. It's just to be like, you know, eight 30, nine 30 pace, whatever, not eight 30, probably more like nine or 10. And uh, I was like, I'll do an hour on the elliptical. Not as, you know, the cardio is not there. It's not as long as I would be running, but it's something. 25 minutes in the elliptical, I jumped off. I'm like, I can't. This fucking hurts. How does the elliptical hurt? The elliptical never hurts. So there we are. I don't know what's going to happen. You I need know. to rest. I the know. The in the barn at this point, like missing a week is not going to make or break your race. Yeah. If anything, you'll be, you're more likely to be in a better place on race day if you just rested. Well, like I didn't have a whole week before I qualified for that. Okay. Like, not a lick. Like I didn't shake out run for it a mile and a half and like woke up when we stayed in call back to Boston. Okay, well we're I'm recording right now running. on December thirtieth. By the time this airs, we'll be ten days out. So right now we're I can't count. Seventeen days out. Yeah. Well, I mean, I understand, like, Amelia initially was like, oh, talk to coach and see if he wants you to do 20. People do 22 weeks out. And in my head, I was like, that is not fucking happening. Well, I mean, assuming your foot wasn't hurting. Well, no, but I understand. Yes, 100%. But in my head, I was like, I don't care if my foot hurts or not. I'm not doing 20, <laughs> I'm not doing 20 miles two weeks out. <sighs> yeah, people do it. Yeah. You can ride the bike this week, too. 
Yeah. Yeah. I I'm gonna go nuts if I don't do anything. Well, I I want to do. So I used to do hot yoga all the time. I think that might be part of the problem because that was clearly it's a stretch. Yeah. And. I stopped before the pandemic because everything stopped when the pandemic hit and I just, I never went back. And even if I was only going once a month, that's better than no times a month. And uh, so I might try and get some of that in this week, but we'll see. But Veronica, we haven't talked about your training. Mm. Don't give me that face. <laughs> I saw those eyes. So my training is going the opposite of Amelia's. <laughs> I feel like everybody's training is going the opposite. You're in the middle of my like stop training. Amelia is like hitting every pace. I'm feeling good. Um, mine has been quite the opposite. I've been hitting no paces. Everything, everything just feels hard when it shouldn't feel hard. And I called my coach in distress last week. And was just being dramatic. I'm like, should I just not run this? And um, and so we took a really good look at my training to try to figure out what was going on. Because in races, I wasn't hitting paces that I've hit before with no problem. And then now I'm not hitting them and still struggling. And um, he said, okay, looking at this, I think there's two things that's going on. He said, one, you're not running your easy runs easy enough. He said, your easy run is so close to your marathon pace. He's like, you're not giving your body enough time to recover. You have to go slower. Um, and so that was huge to hear. And everybody knows that. That's so, like, you hear that repeatedly <laughs> from everyone. But, you know, you get stuck into that pace. It feels good, and so you do it. Um, and so he said, you need to be running your easy runs easier. But also, he said, I think you race too much. He said, um <laughs> You know, I did the Houston half, the following weekend I did the Cypress half, the following weekend I did the 25K, <laughs> um, <laughs> and I just love those races, right. and normally when it's not a COVID year, they're spread out a little bit further. Okay. Um, it's just because of the way they had to reschedule things, they ended up all being back-to-back. So by the time I ran that 25K... I think I walked the last, like, six miles of that 25K. It was horrible. Um, and he was said, yeah, that makes sense. You put your body through a lot the past few weeks, and you're tired. Mm-hmm. You need a break. Um, so he said, take your easy runs easy over the next couple weeks. Yesterday, I had my last big workout, so I still have a lot of, sh- like, the shorter workouts. And he said, we'll see how you're – last big workout goes and if it goes well then you race and if it doesn't go well then we'll change your goal um it didn't go well (laughs) (laughs) it was it was so hot yesterday I don't know um and so I hit all my paces but I had to walk my recovery does he take that into account though like I mean normally when you're training for Houston it's December (laughs) I mean, it's cooler normally. I'm, I know we live in Texas and, and I might be the only one in here who's not from the South, but like, this is fucking hot. It yeah. really is. Yeah. This is abnormal. So this is hot. not it's normal ridiculous. training. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to put a label on this. I curse too much. Yeah, I, to <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that was part of our reason too. Like I trained all summer for Chicago. Right. I trained in Chicago and thought it was going to cool off and it didn't. Mm-hmm. I'm not hurt. I'm just like mentally burned out. Like, right. Up running the heat. I mean, it's like a mental struggle to do it. And it's, 
Mm-hmm. Well, oh, so I like since, since I finished the 20 miler, I've been saying since I ran 20 miles that I am a one and done marathon You're girl. Um, but like, I can't imagine, like if I wanted to run New York or Chicago, I can't imagine training. Like, I love you guys, but watching you start your runs at 5 a.m. throughout the summer when I would meet you at six, I'm like, I can't, I can't get up that early again. What? No. Mm-hmm. And train in the summer like that. It's right. so hard. Yeah. It's well, hard. so, okay, so when you started, before you signed up for Houston this year, what were you, you don't have to tell me. I, I can know, see the face. I'm so <laughs> sad of my goal. So the last time I ran Houston, it was 4.01. So my goal was to, to come beat, in okay. under four hours. I'm okay. like, I'm a, I would say I'm a mid-pack runner. Uh-huh. However, in my head and talking to Cal, he said, Based on your last year or two, he said, I think you can come in at 350 or 349. He said, I don't think that's out of your realm. Right. Um, and so I had it stuck in my head. I was like, oh, this is 349. That's what I'm shooting for. Um, and it just hasn't gone quite the way I thought it was going to. So I kept going back and forth. And I asked him, I said, do you think that maybe I shouldn't race this? And then I'll try at the Woodlands instead. Okay. Um, and just give myself some time. And he's really been pretty, he said, you know, you hit all of your paces during your workouts. You're struggling during your long run because you're not running slow enough. He said, you, your marathon pace, you're hopeful for like 850. You know, he said, so your marathon, your easy pace should be in the 10 minute range. He said, you can't be embarrassed. Like, he's like, you need to just do it and help yourself. Um, but my... I just wasn't listening. Recovery pace is like ten, fifteen, ten thirty. It's like it's slow. Right. Well, and that's the thing. Like this, this is my first marathon. I've talked about that quite a bit. And so, like going into this, I had probably four different goals. Number one is to finish. Mm-hmm. Number two is sub four. Number three is a great day, and I think I can run. 345. And up until I ran that 20 miler, I would have a hundred percent said I'm running at 345. And my like a goal, everything goes right. I'm having an amazing day was probably more like 335, 340. And right now, like, well, put pain notwithstanding, like I just don't see how I could ever do that. Yeah, you can. The adrenaline on race day. I always, and I have to tell myself too, you trust your plan and you trust the process of it and you trust your coach. And I like that you, you, that day you think so highly of me that you think I have a plan. You do have a plan. (laughs) You've been, you just described a plan. (laughs) No, those are my goals. That's not a plan to get there. You've been following Doug's plan. You had a really great Houston half, like an incredible Houston half that, is every indicator that you're going to have a great race. You know, I did not listen to Amelia who told me that my workouts need to actually be marathon pace and not faster than that because all, every single one of my workouts was significantly faster than marathon pace. Mm-hmm. But something that you have done a good job on, job on is actually running your easy runs easy. Like I feel like I do I try to do that. Yeah. I feel like when we first started running together, you were, Oh no, all my runs, when I, when I, even when I was training, when I ran Austin, which was my previous PR, 
Um, all of my training runs were like 8.30 to 9.30, which was too fast. Yeah. Um, and now Tuesdays are my really, like my recovery days. And they're supposed to be 10 to 11 minutes per mile, which is a struggle for me. Like if I'm on a treadmill, I will make myself run 10 minutes per mile. Mm -hmm. If I run it on the roads, it's more like I could make myself go 945. But it's, it's hard. I don't, I just, I can't pace. Yeah, that's something you have to develop and it happens with time, I think. I've been running for 25 years. I think marathon training is different, though, right? You yeah. have to have a broad range of right. paces, right? And yeah. The tempo run has to be at this this pace, right? And these faster runs have to be at this pace. That way you can do mm -hmm. high mileage weights, higher mileage right. weights. And there was this one workout training. in December at the track. Doug was there because he's not always there. And I don't even remember what it was. But whatever it was... It was supposed to be marathon pace and or like marathon pace minus 10 or minus 20. When I look at my, and it wasn't mile repeats, but when I look at my mile pace for that workout, mm -hmm. I averaged 710. So you know that's <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, okay, I got really good news that day. So um, I just like couldn't come mm -hmm. down. So I think part of marathon training too is also learning to control yourself. Yeah, I, I can't. Um, like, <laughs> you really have to like pull in the reins, right? Because the right. first half of the race, you feel so good and you want to like just. And I, I see, I am in 2019 as my 40th birthday. Like I went out there and like I was like, I feel awesome. And I PR the first half. And then I got to mile 16 or 17 and it just was like. Well, right. And, and so for the marathon this year, Amelia was like, well, okay, so if you want to run a 345, you should start with a four-hour group. Mm -hmm. And then as you get into it, when you feel better, yeah. you just start cutting down your pace. And like, I don't, you don't, I don't, I mean, you don't, I don't know how to, to I don't know how to do that. To but, that right. yeah. but, but at the same time, like when I ran the half in Houston and I, I went with a pace group, I went with 145. And we went out, and I mean, every mile we were right around eight minutes. Yeah, I mean, um, running at like running at pace the whole time, running at an even pace, it does work for a lot of people. It's never worked. I for died. Me. It I died. Yeah. And it's really hard to do it's it in a marathon. Yeah. yeah, I'm a cut down person. Qualify for both. But I don't yeah. know that my first marathon, like I don't know that I can cut down. Like when we ran that 20 miles, yeah. now I didn't remember this at the time, but my last two or three miles were supposed to be faster and. There, there was no way that was happening. Well, I think day. for your first marathon, you're like, I just need to finish. You need to finish yeah. and have like mm -hmm. practice that self control at the beginning, not to like, you're, I mean, I always want to like blaze out. Like, <laughs> yes. I feel awesome on marathon day. Right. I'm ready to go. Right. And then I get to a point and I'm like, I either have to like mentally grind the last couple miles, which you're supposed to do. Right. Yeah. Or just like, I'm just burn out. Like, I have right. to stop, get my like mind. Right. Yeah. Well, so before I ran my, P okay. So I ran my PR this past October in Houston. Before that I had run it in 2019 in Austin of all places. Nobody PRs in Austin. But before that, my PR had been from like 2009 in Ohio. And I remember that race and I went out because again, I can't pace and I didn't know it was, I was even worse then. And my first six miles were under eight minutes pace. Yeah, and you can do and I ended up at like a 157. And I think it's totally fine to do it at half marathon. Like if you can blaze right. out and like halfway recover just to get to the halfway point, 
you really only have six miles left. You know? <laughs> right. You get to mile 16 of the marathon, you're like, oh my God, I have 10 more miles and I am spent. Like, what yeah. am I yeah. going to do? You have to like. Right. Face correctly and not get excited. It's so easy to get excited. Yeah, there's so many. There's people out there and they're cheering, and you have all this energy from the taper. Okay, so you've all run the Houston Marathon before, right? So tell me, Amelia, you first. Your first time running the Houston Marathon. My first time running the Houston Marathon was 2012, and I was not originally planning to run the full marathon that year. I actually ran New York as my second marathon before that. And it went spectacularly awful. (laughs) And and so I came back and I just wanted, I decided I wanted to redo. And I decided uh, to set a more realistic goal for myself than I'd had for New York and decided to try to aim for a sub four at Houston. And I ended up doing just that. I didn't, I still didn't run the smartest race at Houston. I mean, I was still pretty new to marathoning Mm -hmm. and I definitely ran a positive split in that race, but, (laughs) but I mean, that was a really good experience. And I've run Houston seven times now. And I feel like I've learned a lot about running and a lot about myself along the way. And it was only my last Houston, my 10th marathon overall, that that I ran my best executed marathon. Okay. Jess, when was the first time you ran Houston? I ran my first and only Houston marathons in 2016. I've only oh, ever run the half. I didn't know okay. That. What, was your, cool. what was your 2016? I can't remember. I was still at the marathon, but I, I mean, they all blend together. I don't remember what the weather was like. So what was that race like? It was a cool day. Um, and I had my parents come into town. My husband was traveling for work. I think it was cold the whole time. Um, and I picked a training plan off the internet. Of the <laughs> um, it was my first race. So I ran the first half really slow and I got to mile 20 and I felt pretty good. And so the last 10 Ks was my fastest for the race. Um, I wore a big, huge fuel belt because I didn't understand like the whole logistics of like <laughs> water on the course and stuff. Um, I think I took two gels the whole race and had water in my water bottle. Um, yeah, ran like a four thirty. Okay. So. And when was the first time you ran, Veronica? That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't remember the exact year. I think it was six years ago or five years ago i have it in my notebook but it's all the way over there i don't remember (laughs) um but and i know people that have talked to me before know this but mine was so random my cousin came to my house in august she said do you want to run the marathon in january and i said sure and i had never run before so (laughs) um you guys can imagine how that went I finished in 5.30, and it was a long walk. (laughs) It was a long walk. I had a great time, though. I was so proud of myself when I got to the finish. Um, Needless to say, that was not my best marathon. (laughs) Okay, so at least two of you have now mentioned fuel. So knowing that everybody is different, Amelia, how are you planning to fuel for Houston? I would be feeling differently for Houston than I have before. And I feel like I've learned a lot about how to do that appropriately in this training cycle. I will be taking a gel every four miles at Houston, which, which means I'll end up taking five total, which will be one more than I have in past marathons. And in the past, I, I feel like I would have thought that was too much to stomach in a marathon, but I feel like that's really been working for me this training cycle because I've been taking gels in like, before I think I need them. Right. And I think that's a big reason why most of my long runs and races have gone really well this cycle. And so do you take salt during your runs too, or just the gel? 
I've been trying to tra- to take salt in most of my long runs, and honestly, I've been forgetting to do it on most of my <laughs> runs. But on um, like the really hot weather runs that we've had, <coughs> I've been better about being consistent about it, and I feel like that's helped a lot. Okay, Jess, what do you do for fuel? I'm a gel queen. I take them every 30 minutes. Like it's my job. Um, and I'll be taking Gatorade and water at each aid station. Um, I hope that it's a cool day. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going in pretty undertrained. Uh, so yeah, if it's warmer, then I'll be um, three cups at each station, but at least one Gatorade and one water. And yeah, don't regret it. So. Okay. Maybe some salt. Hopefully it's not cold. Yeah. <laughs> Veronica? So actually, I learned from Jess. I, <laughs> I set my watch now, um, and I am going to take a gel every 35 minutes. And I take Morton. I let, you know, people are so specific on what works for them and what doesn't work for them. I cannot take a goo. It doesn't sit well. Um, but the Morton gels work really well for me. So every 35 minutes, I'm going to take a salt tab once an hour. And so hopefully that'll be three Closer to four. <laughs> um, and I drink Tailwind before. Tail, my stomach also, my stomach can't handle any Gatorade products. So on okay. the first day of Gatorade, I can't drink it. It makes my stomach cramp and then my race is over. So I'm going to drink Tailwind before and then just rely on the Morton and the salt tabs and water. And water. Okay. Mm-hmm. See, I'm the same. I can't take Gatorade during the race. I've the never had a lot with that. I've got trained with Gatorade because that's what I've been using. So... Like for my racing now for the Houston half, when I was with the Pacers, I ended up not taking water or Gatorade every aid station, which is abnormal for me. Usually every station I drink at least one or the other. I've never had a problem with Gatorade. I've, I've never taken a ton of nutrition in a race, but whatever I've taken didn't bother me. And so for whatever reason, during training this time, I don't, I just, I don't like the texture of a goo or even a Morton. Um, and so I was using the, any kind of gummy, um, which is fine when you're training in a long run and you stop at a water station and you hang out for three minutes. And so I can take it out of my pocket and take the gum out of my mouth and eat the gummies. And <laughs> but now I'm like, well, fuck like, <laughs> and so I actually, there was, uh, the feed.com was having this giant special right before Christmas. And I ended up ordering, I've tried, I've done the Morton drink the night before mm-hmm. and I have no problem. I'm mean, it's, a, it's, it's not water. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> when it, for the first time I took <laughs> the first time I took it, when it finally mixed all the way, I was like, wait, what, what is happening? <laughs> what is in my water bottle? And then, so I also have, I, I don't even know if you can call them gels, whatever it is, I've taken it and it doesn't bother my stomach, but the texture makes me want to gag. Mm-hmm. And you have to get used to it. We're a little yeah. late in the game, but have you tried the <laughs> liquid gels? Like, um, goo makes one, I think. And it has CAAs and salt in it. That's actually, I, oh, I haven't that. seen that. That's yeah. the only good thing I, I can take. Well, like, I mean, I'm like about to put an open pocket full of goods. I mean, okay. You, you can. So I've actually, used, I've actually done that before. I've used gummies in the past. Here's the problem. They melt. They melt. Yeah. Well, and see, that's what I was wondering. I've always had them in the pouch in my pocket, but that takes up so much space. I'm bringing some gel this weekend. It's liquid, it's not food. <laughs> <Right>. so, yes. <laughs> Nothing like 
trying so hard. Right <laughs> so what Jessica, what like, flavors of goose have you tried so far? I have. I don't know. I I don't want anything chocolate. Oh, okay. I, I would. Thinking, I like would. The chocolate ones are like frosting. I, like like I would veer. I would veer more towards fruity stuff. I think. I have too many fruity. It's too good. I'll have some. I'll bring you some. <laughs> <laughs> this is not recommended. This is bad news. Please do yeah. not try anything new on our stuff. But so, like, I have them. I've I've always the past couple runs, like I've left the house with a Morton gel in my shorts or sports bra or whatever, and I've failed to finish my run. So, like, I've gotten to the point where I've eaten everything else on my person, but not the Morton gel. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm gonna carry them with me because I have them. Well, if you have them. You should bring something that you're going to take. Mm-hmm. So maybe yeah. well, I, the liquid stuff. It's, <laughs> it's, well, so, okay, here's my other question. Had, what about the C30s? It what wasn't me. They have, they're salty, like, Morton-type gels. They have, like, mm. 200 milligrams of salt. Mm-hmm. But the only problem is the packet is probably... So do you it's just, okay, like here's my other like question, because, like, I've kind of noticed Amelia do it when we don't stop on a long run, but I'm not always really paying attention you just like rip the thing off and just yeah. suck that yeah. down while you're running. Yeah. Yeah. See, that was no, I don't pay attention. I completely zone out. So that's why it's also helpful to have your water on you. Well, yeah. I know. So, like, well, right. So, that day we were doing the 20 when my water bottle was busted. This is oh why my god. You more than one marathon. I, the first time you don't get it quite right, and you're like, oh my god. So, when I don't get it, no, I still don't want to do more than one. But so. Uh, we went out on this this 20 miler and I, it wasn't a supported run so I brought my water mm-hmm. bottle and it was busted like we're like three miles in and I was like my hand is soaking wet what is happening my water bottle was empty and so like we would stop at a water fountain along the route and I would fill it up and sometimes it would last and sometimes it wouldn't and I was out of water and we stopped at this, we were, what were we like 15 miles in yeah. and she's like, Oh, there's a water fountain right up here. And so like we get there, I, I stop my watch. I walk to the fountain and it's off. Where's she's John like, well, there's another one a mile up the street. <laughs> so we run up there, we get there. I stop my watch. I walk to the fountain and it's off. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my God. Like, this is my worst nightmare. This is why I run the supported Harriers runs because I don't carry water. <laughs> and so we finally get to a water fountain that works. And I'm like, and somewhere along there, I had eaten my gummies without water because I don't need water for that. But yeah, I mean, you need water at some point. And so that was fun. <laughs> the gummies will melt together. Look, okay, that's what I was. Okay. So if I put the, well, because I had them. So before the half, when I sweat, they'll sweat together. When I also didn't train for fuel, I should, I did not fuel at all during the half, which was <laughs> obviously a mistake um, and why I died at mile 11. Um, but I had put, a, I, I had a Morton gel in my pocket <laughs> and I had a bunch of gummies loose in my pocket, mm-hmm. but I never ate them. So I, and I, I honestly don't remember what they looked like when I took them out. I didn't, th- well, but it was a cold oh, day. And it was only a half marathon. Yeah. So they weren't too bad. I probably ran like 20 half marathons before I started fueling before I found myself. Okay, okay, well, see, that's where I'm at. <laughs> I've done like 21. I took two the whole time. Like, I, the whole, yeah. whole time. I didn't take any any fuel the first one. Yeah, but it, but it makes a difference. <laughs> like in my last half marathon, I took two gels, and it really makes a difference. And your hat. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So next, well, and so I think that's my thing. Like once this marathon is over, 
And I feel like you can get away with it in a half sometimes, but in the yeah. full, like, you I've, need those calories. I've never fueled, well, I, okay, I'm not going to say I've never fueled during a half, but I've never purposely fueled. Like, occasionally I'll take something off people on the course. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah, that's what I did for Houston. Like, I brought one, and then, like, they had some, at, like. They had fuel? Uh, I don't, uh, At the Houston group? Oh, no, the Houston had this one. They oh, the, the, okay, yeah. I got you. So. <laughs> I'll bring you some jealousy. Sunday. Maybe you try to run every day and you just practice opening it while you're running. I know. You have to I, practice it. I, I don't tough. like the, the goo texture or the gel texture, but I have to make myself because that's the one thing every race that I've not done well is my nutrition. And right. I can feel it at the end. Right. When you're dying. That's the one good thing I did in Chicago this past race. Like I nailed the fueling. And, okay. I mean, I think that's probably the only reason why I got sub four hours. Well, I was pretty well trained, but right. Um, I didn't know what to do. No, I'm working on it. I, I feel like I will have at least a pack and a half of gummies on me. I'll have some gels. I don't know what they hand out on the course anymore because they used to hand out Cliff Bar, but I don't think they're. I think it's Gatorade. It's Gatorade. 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 I don't mind that. See, you can, I, I'm fine with the Gatorade shoes. That's what I started oh, with. Okay. The Gatorade jump. I mean, like, I've. Gatorade makes a gel? Yeah, yeah, that's what they'll have. I don't think they'll have chews. Because the Austin half, when I ran it that year, they were handing out Gatorade chews. I didn't eat those either. I legit carried those for three miles, like in my hand. Oh, okay. I, I don't know why. I, I wouldn't throw them away. I was like, I might need these. <laughs> Cross the finish line with them. You cannot have their gels? Is that no. what you said? Okay. Cannot. Like, but I've trained with their endurance formula, so I can okay. already on the course. Okay. But, like, it took a lot of practice. I think that's the hardest thing is the gut training. Yeah. I feel like I should train my gut for the Gatorade because that's what's on the course. And then you have to carry all your extra stuff and uh-huh. you don't use it. Yeah. Um, but I'm not there yet. Yeah, it took me like two years because it made me sick. Like, it, it does make me sick. Oh, see, I've never, like, well, I've um, never had any issues before or after a run with stomach issues until like the other day. I got back from the run. I was like, oh, and I didn't even take anything. So I don't know what my problem was. I think it was just. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it was hot. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, so what is everybody's plan, not specifically for the race, but race weekend? What are you doing, Amelia? Uh, well, as a Houston Marathon ambassador, I'll be spending a lot of time at the expo. Okay. Um, I also will probably have a few work assignments related to the marathon, so I'm planning to go to, to the press conference and things like that. Um, and other than that, probably try to stay off my feet before the race. And then after the race, probably go to the thing you invited us to. Yes. <laughs> Did everybody sign up for that? The Lululemon? Yep. Okay. I'll sign up for We'll talk after this. <laughs> <laughs> so what is your race weekend plan? Well, we kind of talked about it, but what's your race weekend plan? Um, since I'm not really like racing racing, I'm probably just going to hang out and get my fingernails done. I have a friend from Shreveport in Austin coming, so I'll probably hang out and have some carbs. And- Wait, is everybody going? Isn't there a Harrier's Pasta dinner? Is it Friday? Yeah. Yep, that'll mm-hmm. be Friday. Oh, yeah, I'll go to that. Friday. Okay. And then Saturday, whatever, and show up and try to, <laughs> try to run two hours. Yeah, you can do you can do that in your sleep. I, yeah, uh, I feel like you'll be fine with that. I think it should be okay. Veronica? 
Um, I'm with Amelia. I think, are you working the Friday Expo shift? Yeah. I'm working the Friday Expo shift, too, and I specifically, like, raced to get that shift because I didn't want to, I don't want to work a Saturday Expo shift and then have to run the next weekday. Right. Um, so, that, and I did register for the 5K the day before. I'm just it out. I've never actually oh. run the 5K before. I've never done it either. So, Me either. Um, <laughs> but for as the ambassador, they paid for us to run it if we wanted to. Uh-huh. Um, so I registered for it, and I am considering actually maybe doing it virtual just because I live so far. It takes right. me a really long time to get to the Georgia Brown, so to drive all that way for a shakeout and then drive home. Well, right. If you came in for that. And then you had to go home, and yeah. then you come back in Saturday night. That's kind of a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of driving and energy, stress, stress yeah. on your body right before you're supposed to be racing. So I'm undecided. I would like to run it because I know it's fun, and a lot of people go out there. But we'll see. Gotcha. So for me, I obviously have never run Houston. I've never run the marathon before, but I've never run a Houston January event. Um been to many <laughs> um but friday harrier's dinner saturday shakeout i decided to treat myself and book myself a room at the four seasons on saturday night so that i don't have to worry about anything race morning i do need to make sure i can get a late checkout because i will not be ready to go at noon uh, but i'm pretty sure that's standard I'm sure everyone asks. Yeah. Right. I know. I feel, I think they do too. The last time I stayed at a hotel for a marathon, not Houston, obviously they just assumed that like checkout was at like three. I'm like, Oh, perfect. Thank you. Um, so, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I don't, I don't have to do anything. Um, I don't know when I'll go to expo. Um, I will be working Friday till 2 PM. So I could go for, I think I would probably want to go Friday, not Saturday. Yeah. Um, yeah. But. Avoid the crowds too. Yeah. Well, and I mean, even, I mean, I worked there. I was one, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. I worked five races um, and I've spent collectively less than two hours at Expo. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it just wasn't part of my deal. Yeah. I was hosting that press conference Amelia is going to go to and. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I've never obviously seen it from this side. Uh, interested to see what it looks like as a participant. It'll be so exciting for you. And yeah. it's your first marathon. Yeah. This is such a big deal. This is huge. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. You have to yeah. take pictures. Buy your jacket. Okay. I will not be buying Houston Marathon. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, yeah. I, I forgot about that. <laughs> the year might be nice this year. It's Brooks. Yeah. Oh, that's true. It is. It should be nice. That's true. Okay, well, I never had a problem with Skechers. I didn't, well, I did one year, 2016, that the shirt actually fit me well. Um, now, so when, when Skechers first started sponsoring the marathon, that was their first foray into clothing. And yeah. so it did. It took them a little while to get used to it and to get the sizing right. Mm-hmm. Um, the gear itself was always quality. It was just... Yeah. The first year they had gear, I was an extra large, and I don't think I'm an extra large. But um, I think one of my least favorite things from when I worked there was 
you know, I loved to launch the shirt. You know, we would do this reveal on social media. This is what the finished shirt looks like. And inevitably, I don't know why, people would always come into the comments and be like, we want the red Under Armour shirt. Mm. And I'm like, okay, well, they don't sponsor the marathon anymore. So that's not going to happen. And also, why? Uh, that was, I th- that might have, was that 2013? That might have been the my first year there. Yeah, 2012, Where, 2013. 20, yeah, they, they was, 2013 was the last year they sponsored. Maybe 2012 yeah. was the red shirt, but like. Those shirts weren't the best, but they were, I know. They were better than Skechers. Well, so, but I mean, people always think like you can control that. Yeah. And like, dude, if Skechers is the sponsor, I'm not giving you an Under Armour shirt. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Yeah. They got better at the end. I mean, I still have some of the gear. Uh, I actually still have quite a lot of stuff. I have a pint glass if, if you would like one. You'll get one yeah. <laughs> no, these were not those pint oh, glasses. Okay. I had something else. <laughs> My media gift one year was a pint glass. I have a couple in the cabinet. I probably so is it true that it. the year that they had the pint glasses without the handle that they switched back because so many people broke them? <laughs> broke them? Uh, I don't know if it was because so many people broke them as much as so many people complained. Oh, well, I there heard were that a definitely... lot of people like dropped them out. Um, I did hear that there was some breakage, but I also know that a lot of people were very disgruntled because they wanted their mug. It's like the magnet, right? Like they shrunk the magnet yeah. and everyone was kind of upset because it doesn't match the other. That might have been after I left. I don't, I don't think. Yeah, I, I didn't see oh the God, shrunk I magnet. I see it every day and it's like this little smaller than. Oh, I, <laughs> I'm missing okay. my magnet from. Not the virtual, but the year before. I can't find it anywhere. And it's Wait, when do you get the magnet? Because I don't have any magnets. At the expo. I love those. It's like a yeah. random thing that you yeah. want. Those you got to also get your gloves. The free gloves. Well, and it better be cold enough to yeah. wear the yeah. So I bought a pair of gloves. Target has those those $3 pair of gloves, and they're out oh. right now for like the one week they show up in Houston. You should buy but, ear warmers. I don't ever wear my face gloves on waist. They put them on one front. Yeah, <laughs> that's like their special thing. Wait, who gives out gloves now? Because it used to be well, right? But it used to be ABB because they were it was yeah. part of their sponsorship. Now they're I just don't know. I don't know who who they're does. always on a table. Yeah. yeah, but they're always on that little table with the bells and stuff. Yeah, and I always grab a bell too. I do too. Yeah, I give it to my family. <laughs> <laughs> but I love those gloves. Yeah, and they're free. They're free and they're good. And they're yeah. good gloves. Yeah. I never wear my racing. I mean, guys, we live in Houston. How often do you need gloves? On race Hopefully day. Hopefully on race day. Hopefully when it's 35 degrees on race day. <laughs> we should tell you on race day, you should buy, like, because it might be really cold when it starts, like a little hat and ear covers. And I wear a robe, but you can have, like, uh, sweatpants, and you just take them off right when the race starts. Yep. Yeah. Um, I got to go to Will and just buy. Yeah, when you're shaking okay. and it's cold, you burn all your energy, right? So, yeah. like, to try to stay warm. So, you wear your warm clothes and just throw them away. We have some things to teach you. Because you have to sit in the Okay, well, I know so the long. clothes thing. Okay. I've done halves before. Mm-hmm. I've had throwaway clothes before. Because you're anti-goo, anti-chew. <laughs> I know. I need to. I still need to work on the nutrition. What are you all most looking forward to for race weekend? And Amelia qualifying for Boston. You'll have to text. You'll be done like no pressure. No pressure. Relax. <laughs> I hope I'm not jinxing myself with all this talk about how, how long it's been going. I feel like at this point, I just need to. 
hold my breath and cross my fingers for a good weather day. Yeah, I think you'll get it. I think you will too. You've worked really hard and been really consistent, so I think it'll come. Out of the four of us, we all started together. Yeah, you've done the best. Yeah. Well, I think even if it goes like, even if you don't have a great race day, like seeing the build up, yeah, it's like so exciting, right? Because it's like, right. mm-hmm. you're hitting your paces, your training is going well, and like I think we all know what that feels like to have like a really good training block. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't hit it on race day, it'll still be exciting to see the culmination of. Yeah, and honestly, I feel like my my PR is three forty five, and I feel like it's kind of soft because when I ran that, I started really conservatively because I hadn't had a good training cycle that year, and I feel like no matter what happens, even if it's a really hot day, I feel like I can I can at least best that. Definitely, yeah. it'll be a good day. And they haven't had a live event. It has it been almost two years? Because yep. the last year was virtual. Yeah. yeah. So cool. I'm excited to run this thing live for the first time in two years. And it's the 50th anniversary. So hopefully it'll be a celebration. Yeah. Yeah. This is a good race just in general. Like I usually run a half, but like it's an enjoyable half. And it's in Houston. And it's just a good race. So. There's a lot of people. Like when yeah. I've only ever run CIM outside of Houston. And on that course, there are not a lot of spectators. Yeah. So I love that here there are quite a few spectators. It's nice yeah. to get energy from them. Yeah, yeah, you're right, because there's a lot of, even in Chicago, right, like the back half of the course is pretty empty. Um, and that makes it tough because it's, yeah, that's when you're struggling. And to know that everyone's going to be in Tanglewood or in the park, mm-hmm. it's a, definitely a boost. And there's always people right at Allen Parkway because they yeah. know you're going to struggle right there. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. they're there waiting for you. <laughs> so looking at the Houston course mm-hmm. overall, the, the marathon, the 26 miles, if you could tell somebody, like people out there, somebody's listening <laughs> and wants to know where to go, like, where is a dead spot? Where do you need cheerleaders where there aren't any currently? When you split for the half, it's pretty quiet right there for a little bit, but I actually don't mind it because then you can settle into whatever pace that you're wanting to run and just relax because you're almost too excited the first half. It's good to <laughs> like settle down a little bit. Yeah. Um, I would say Allen Parkway. That's really yeah. always where I struggle. And yeah. seeing, the hardest part of the seeing a face yeah. that I love there would be really, really, really nice. Or Allen Walkway, as Daniel Barron <laughs> yeah. calls it. But I feel like we're really lucky with Houston. I feel like it's one of the few races out there where you have spectators pretty much the whole way. Okay. To finish. Yeah. I guess people come out in their driveway and cheer for you. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, which is huge. Um, you can just tell that they love it. And yeah, they kind of look forward to it. They always have some old lady, or at least they'd only run it once. But I remember people were out there with like champagne and oranges, and thinking like these people bought this stuff themselves, right? It's really for you outside their house, right? So it's kind of cool. Okay, do any of you take the beer on Allen Parkway? I I never have, even when the race has gone really badly. I've never taken it. <laughs> if it goes bad for me this time, though, I've told myself that I'll stop and do all the beer and the snacks <laughs> and everything. Um, but I'm hoping it doesn't go bad. <laughs> and you know, we half joke about the hills at West Park and Allen Parkway, but in my last marathon, when I ran a negative split and executed it really well, like I feel like the hills were bad at all. So if you pace yourself yeah. smartly, it shouldn't mm-hmm. hurt that bad. Yeah. Okay, so last question. 
race goes absolutely perfect for you. What does race day look like, Amelia? Race day, first off, race day starts around 35 to 40 degrees <laughs> and is still <laughs> below 60 degrees, preferably below 50 degrees by the time you finish. And for me, it looks like a conservative start, the negative split, and an absolutely perfect day for me would be qualifying for Boston under 330. Okay. Yes? Oh, I think just to, I mean, I'm not racing, so I'm just sort of doing a long run. So I think if, as long as I finish and can, like, loop around and see everybody, like, run into downtown, I think it'll be a good race day for me. So I think it's more about watching you guys knock it out than uh, running the course. So. But no wind. No yes. One. No oh rain either. No rain. And no humidity. Wind <laughs> is one of my least favorite run factors. Uh -huh. when, I hate fighting the wind on yeah. run. Between heat and wind, I don't know which one is worse. So hope I'm with Amelia. Thirty in the thirties, no wind. Um, and I just want to pace myself smart to where I don't feel bad with. 10 miles to go. <laughs> I want to feel good until the end. And if it were like a truly perfect day, I would love to be at like 3.55. That would be my goal. I would be happy with 3.59.59. I'll just be happy to finish though, honestly. You know, so many people don't make it to the start line because they get hurt or, you know, something happens. So I'll just be happy to start and finish it. Well, I've got numbers for you. So if you want to talk about who doesn't make it to the start line, typically for a race this size, 20% will not pick up their packets. And of those who pick up their packets, another 20% will not make it to the start line. Oh, my gosh. That's a crazy number. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you have but, to be so committed, especially for a marathon because the distance is so long. You have to really commit to your training. And then make it to the start. So if you make it to the start line, I feel like you're lucky. That's a good, a good start. I feel like for me, a perfect race day. I mean, if we're talking like the absolute perfect day, right? So like Amelia said, 30 to 40 degrees, no wind. Honestly, at that temperature, I don't feel like humidity is a factor. So whatever, because I think it is humid either way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's be honest. Um, no arch pain. Mm -hmm. No wall. No variety of issues with nutrition. <laughs> so I'm able to take Morton or or gummies or a combination of both, whichever works. And I, I want to say I go out in two hours and finish in 145, but I don't think that's a thing for me because my PR is a 145 in the half. Um, so I honestly don't, I, I don't PR the first half. I, well, no, 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 well, but I'm saying so like, well, so that means I would need to run the first half faster than two hours. When I ran a 3.45, I ran the first half in, like, 154. Okay. And so the second half was, like, a 151. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That seems more doable. And that's smart. Because, I mean, when yeah. we ran, now, granted, we stopped quite a bit when we ran the Lululemon half, but mm -hmm. we did that in, like, 2.03. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, we were, like, and, practically and jogging. Like yeah, that was, like, a fun little. And it was 75 and 100% humidity. Mm -hmm. I can so. pace you your first seven miles. 
That I was gonna say that yeah, it, like dream goal yeah. would also be to run the first half with a friend. Right. Like, I think my last time I ran it, I ran the whole thing with someone, and I've never done that before. And it was so nice just right. to have somebody there with you to help you control yourself. Right. Well, when looking at the pace groups, I don't know that there was an option I wanted to choose. It went from like. I, I don't think there was a 345. There definitely wasn't a... There may have been a 340, but there yeah. wasn't a 350. I, it jumped straight up to four hours. And I don't think... I Like, if I start out that slow, I probably won't speed up. No, that's where... I don't think they have... I think they had a 345. Yeah. So, well, right. But, like, if 345 is my final goal, do I want to start out at the pace or do I want to speed up? You tell me I want to speed up. Yeah, I don't know I if I can do that. Slower. Yeah, right. I would start out slower. Yeah. I would so. say what I did, I lined up with the 345 pace group, but I didn't actually keep up with them. Right. Yeah, I let them go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Check with chase and catch or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I can pay through the running stuff in the first time. But I'm not making that turn. <laughs> 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 I mean, <laughs> so. It just helps. I feel like it makes the time go by faster yeah. if you're right. with a friend, too. Right. Okay, well, so here's another question. I know you don't run with music. Will either one of you have music? No music for you. I've always well, run with music. It's a train run. Right. But I think I'm not this year. Yeah, I, usually don't. I think this will be my first year that I don't run with music. Only because... Um, I wear the aftershocks, uh -huh. and you you know you put them over your ear, and I've found that after three hours they start to hurt my ears. Oh, okay. Um, so I may not. I haven't decided yet. I just don't want to disable my phone. <laughs> yeah. Last time when we went out for twenty two miles, I had my phone on me, but I turned it off so that it did not have a chance to like hit all those buttons. I, I don't know how people. My phone. Well, I know you don't, yeah. but like I can't because like. Honestly, I don't know how long it's going to take me to get the gear check. I don't know how long it's going to... <laughs> After you finish? Yes. Oh, I'm lazy long. and tired. And... I mean, it's, it's pretty hard to yeah. like gear check. You have to go through that. Well, no, not that, not, that you're, not that I would miss it, but like, how long is it going to take me to get there? Not, not like five or ten minutes. It's really quick. Yeah. So, I mean, if you finish at like 345, 350, you'll be one of the top finishers. Yeah. Remember everyone, the average time is 430 or something right. like that, right? So you're mm -hmm. well ahead of the crowds. Um, and I've never had a problem. You know what I wish they had? Which So the first half marathon I ever did was the Nike women's half. If you're in trouble, you can always call me. I can get your stuff for you, too. <laughs> well, <laughs> theoretically, yeah. they shouldn't give it to you. Well, no. If I don't have my phone on me, I can't call you. <laughs> but when I, So when I ran the Nike half, um, it was my first race. But, well, I guess about the second time I did it, some family came with me. Mm -hmm. And they were walking. And I was running and it was in San Francisco. I probably did like a 210 and they were doing like a four plus cause they walked it and yeah. it's San Francisco. They had free massages. That was the highlight of my day because I was fully like through the line and had a massage by the time my family got done. The Woodlands used to have that. Mm -hmm. I they did. Yeah. Yeah. So if anybody would like to hand out free massages, I am available. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I can read behind my advice over here. And, uh, <laughs> <you're good. laughs> All right. Come use my dormer tech boots. 
<laughs> Ooh, I have a pair oh, right I now. I wish I had Norman tattoos. Party at Jess's house. You guys are so lucky. Yeah. <laughs> if you spend the night, and you then I can use them. <laughs> so, all right. Well, by the time this airs, it will be ten days until race day, and everybody will be certainly in a taper by then. Hopefully, you won't have any track workouts after that. I do have one the week of the race, Ugh. but it's it's all a shorter one. Short. <laughs> oh, that was the twelve hundred one. Yeah. Okay. Well, I get yeah. I, yeah. however, will not be doing any speed work that goes to the race, but we're almost there. And so, thank you, ladies, for spending tonight with me because I who knows how long this is going to be by the time I edit it down. <laughs> we are currently at an hour and eight minutes. Um, and I wish all of us the best in January and uh, I, we're going to see what happens. Hey, you're going to do awesome. It's going to be fun. Yeah. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a good day. We are all going to do good and everybody is going to have an amazing day. And then we're going to have an awesome celebration. That is what I'm most looking forward to is the post-race party. So long as I don't, you know, pass out and never wake up. <laughs> as always, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Runners of Hue. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever your podcasts. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the show and leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time.